Hello, it's been a while, but welcome back to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. And me, Chrissy, a Eurovision old timer, still alive, thank goodness, from the UK. And me, Maddie, a Eurovision newbie, enthusiastic, obsessive from Canada. Woo! Canada. Uh, it, it's. I'm so glad that we're back together making this podcast because if anyone hasn't listened to the little sort of five minute thing I put out recently, uh, things have been in the way of us making this podcast all pretty much all at my feet recently. So I do apologise that uh, we disappeared for a while, but we are back to talk and mainly think, but. Lots of talking about Eurovision again. Woo! It's what we've all wanted forever. Oh, yes. I've missed making this podcast. I really have. You don't need to lie to the people. They, yeah. yeah, I'm <laughs> sick of your faces. Yeah, exactly. I tried to go solo, but it failed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, here we are to talk about, talk about Eurovision. And uh, you will hear that I have a croaky of unusual voice because I've had COVID recently. So I do apologise in advance. Uh, but today we will be discussing... Uh, Eurovision 1959. So it's a nice old one. It's very kind of you to find one that's even before I was born. I know they're they're, they're rare, but you know. <laughs> well, that's what you get when you hit your forties. That's oh, darling, you are sweet. I love you too. I have had a birthday since I saw you last, so you know. Obviously, I am now twenty nine. <laughs> Ish. Ish. Yeah. Give yeah. or take. Um. So. 1959, we were in a glamorous city. Is it a city? Is it a town? I actually don't know. It's a town, I think. Town. Yeah. Of Cannes. Is it Cannes? Yeah. Cannes? I don't do the pronunciation. Cannes. 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 Just Cannes. Yeah. yeah. See, growing up, it was always like the Cannes Film Festival on yeah. TV. Cannes. Cannes. The, French, the French never um, pronounce anything at the end of their um, um, words. So, you know, that's why the word for two is de. It's got an E, a U, and an X. And you can't hear any of them. So, you know. I mean, who so are we like, to shit on the French language yeah. when we speak English? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I speak French badly, so that's that's kind of like shitting on the French I, language. Exactly. So. I speak French quite well, but I don't speak Quebecois very well. So, you know, they, they, they understand... Quebec doesn't speak Quebecois no, very well. No, they understand every word I say, but I can't understand a word they say. So, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Tricky. Sorry, Quebec. Um, so, what I like about these old Eurovisions, they don't mess about. No. They're like, we've got an hour and 15 minutes of TV time. We haven't, you know, we're not here to fuck spiders, as they say in Australia. That's a lovely expression. <laughs> Every day's a learning day with you, Chris. That's a new expression I shall try and get in on a daily basis now. It's a great one, isn't it? Yeah. Thank Drag Race Australia for that one. Okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah. The only thing you can thank Drag Race Australia for. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty and bad. And let's face it, Australians do have big spiders that you possibly could do that to. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, they're about this big, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they straight into it. We've got Tadeum. And then my favourite thing about this entire Eurovision year. Was it the turning paintings? It's the revolving doors. I yes, love turning paintings. Doors. Yeah. Yeah. Every bad thing has a good piece in it. 
Yeah. And that was a good piece. I was just like, I like this. This is quirky. This is adorable. This is like a Walt Disney World ride in the 60s. It's it's hilarious. Oh, so I'm doing the It's a Small World movements there. Yes. <laughs> like, it's just camp. And it also kind of makes me think of the Perspex panels we have between celebrities on TV programmes in the current day. Yeah. And we've got far more than Perspex between us, boys. Yes. Sadly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. But all the artists are introduced, so it's like a precursor to the now traditional... Um, flag ceremony. Flag ceremony, thank you, I forgot the word there. Or the bloody flag ceremony, yes, as I always call bloody it. bloody flag ceremony, because... Yeah. Gigantic waste of time. Yep. Well, 2021, they, they were just like, all right, can't get through it fast enough. Cyprus. Now next yep. one. Now next one. Yeah, I appreciate Walk that. faster. <laughs> I, I've written here uh, that the audience are in black tie. and um, I think we should then in future do the same for the podcast, boys. You two in black tie and me in kind of, you know, the ball gown and the tiara. This, well, I can totally see you in a ball gown and tiara, but yeah. I, have, I have a clothing company to rep now, so I just have to. I have to stay in my lane. Oh. May I remind you, this is a podcast and therefore an audio medium. So, um, oh. excuse me, I think you'll see that I am wearing a black tie. Of course you are, yes. Yes, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Next time, we definitely will. <laughs> um, yes, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, so, we start with the first song, which was France. Now, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly. Wee, 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 wee. Now, you speak French. I think you're just a wee. Oh, yeah. sorry. Wee, 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 wee. Yes, wee, 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 lots of wees. Could we uh, have a translation on that, please, from our French-speaking experts? How about, yes, 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 yes. Um, it would be, when you have to go to the bathroom, you have to go take a wicked yes, as Peter Griffin from Family Guy so adequately <laughs> I have written here, these are very silly words for an Anglophone, you know, because he goes, wee, 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 wee. Because, you know, little kids, when I've taught them French, as I have, always go, <laughs> Isn't it funny? And you, but you get over it eventually. But he, <laughs> it, it, it had lots of funny words, you know. At one point, he says, "Mon bateau est tout petit. My boat yes! is very small." And you think, "Oh dear, is it really?" He says, "What's very small?" Sorry, my boat. My so boat's very small. Yeah. My boat is. And he says, "And it is in a little bottle." And you think, "Oh well, I, well where is this going?" Frankly, so <laughs> yeah, it's going in the wee 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 yes. wee. Yeah. Uh, I wrote baby's first French song. Yeah, yeah, but I've written it's quite an insouciant performance, which I thought was you know because I quite because he had his hands in his pockets at one point. It's like, well, here I am, guys. You know, I'm just going to stand here and go wee 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 wee, and that was that really. There was nothing wrong with it, but no. there was nothing to ninety percent of my notes for this Eurovision are that was fine. Yeah, <laughs> it was there. It happened. Yep. I laid back. I thought of England. It's just, it goes through and there's, I was telling Chris earlier, it's just like, it was only an hour and 18 minutes, Yeah. but it felt like 18 hours in a minute. It's just, <laughs> oh it's, it's, yeah. yeah. Normally when I go through these, after these, I'm just like, oh, I have strong opinions about this song or I have yeah. strong opinions of this song. And this time I was coming from watching the Australian grand finals and the, finished grand finals the same day and then i watched this and i was just like oh well well oh. you know well you know if you're going to be a eurovision expert you've got to sort of you know embrace the whole 
you know, la gamme, as they say, yeah. the gamut. Yes. My arms are open. My ears are in demand. Yeah. I mean, there really does feel like there is over half a century difference because obviously yeah. there was there is but yeah. you feel it so strong if you've just watched australia decides and yeah. umk the uh, finnish national final and i preach like i appreciate all of these songs but i'm also just like go back to disney like this Ooh. is it just has that it i love it when songs come up now like barbara pravi and she's just like i'm gonna do a song that sounds like a throwback and then yeah. have it with like modern. These just all sound of their time. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But you know, this a little more musical diversity goes a long way. Yeah. The, the that, ones that sound different are the ones that stand out for me. Yeah. And, and, but the singing performances were all good except for one. I've, I mean, I've given him nine out of ten for the actual singing performances, French guy, because and he did. I did. You know, I did quite well with it. I think I put him second in the end because there was no. I mean, as you say, I couldn't find anything wrong with it, and I couldn't find much right with a lot of the others. So. I mean, what I will say is. I, I love the absolute nuts way at the start. He kind of mumbles through the opening wheeze. Yeah. It's just so French and Gallic. Oh, wee, 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 wee. Like, so, couldn't be more French if he was wearing a, a beret, a striped yeah. jumper, and had a baguette under his yes, arm. Exactly. Um, but I also, there was something really nice happening musically. Like, there was a percussive element to that song, which I really enjoyed. Can't forget, like a cantering kind of rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. And when I watched this, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be low for me. I've surprised myself with how much I've enjoyed some of the older contests. And I was like, this isn't my cup of tea. But it ended up coming fourth for me, this. Yeah. Mm. Came second for me, believe it or not. Um, I said, but it's, it's more a case of I just thought it was a very, very good performance. So, And he wasn't, he wasn't, and he wasn't trying too hard, unlike the next lady who tried, in my opinion, much too hard. Yes, because the next lady was our first returning artist for yeah. this Eurovision, yeah. Berta Wilker, who was famous in 1957 for having a 13 second snog. Oh, right. Was it the same, same girl? Oh, same right. woman, yes. Yes. Oh, heavens. And all that kind of, you know, the little walking around, they go, oh, oh, I tried to be so sexy and cute. And you think, oh, please. You know. See, I kind of enjoyed this one from, like, again, a camp aspect because yeah. it started off in that classic 1950s territory. So before. Uh, Matthew was saying these songs sounded of their time. I think a lot of these sounded before their time. Yeah. I think some of these yeah. were stuck in 1940s. Yeah. Yeah. In 1959, yeah. you know, rock and roll was on the radio, 1959. Yeah. And I, I, I describe them all, um, you know, compared to the Strictly dance. You know, I think this is a Viennese waltz. This is a foxtrot. <laughs> this is a waltz because that's how, you know, the easiest way to... So this one was um, a foxtrot in Denmark, whereas France has been a Viennese waltz because, you know, if you know your, your basic tunes... Um, but no, I didn't like her. She didn't like Helena Bonham Carter, though, I thought. Yeah, she did, didn't she? Yeah. I thought she was, like, very Disney princess. Yeah. And I mean that in a good way. Like, I felt like she was acting. Yeah. She stepped off that Rodgers and Hammerstein stage and is just like, you know what? I somehow ended up here. I'm sticking with it. And I'm going to give you the shocked Snow White. Yeah. Op she had the opposite of resting bitch face. Yes, yeah, yes. I, I quite like the theatrics because she did what she could whilst looking at revolving door. Yeah. She walked side to side and some little oohs with a bit of acting with the arms. Um, she was singing, ooh, I wish I were you. Yeah. 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 Um, 
And again, I surprisingly enjoyed it. I put it second. Yeah, it's third for me. It's fifth for me. But then, you know, you've only got 11. (laughs) Yeah, everyone gets a decent score when there's 11 songs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then... Um, Yeah. Then Discount Mario came out. Good old Italy. Yeah. I did... That was the first one I was just like, oh, it's this. This is what we're doing now. Yeah. (laughs) This is... And it's the same bloke who sang Volare, isn't it? It is. uh, Domenico um, Modungo. Yeah. Uh, who sang Volare? Oh. Classic, classic tune. Yeah. Well, isn't that the most covered Eurovision song of all time? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I until this like, one know, wasn't. This no, one was not. No, no this written, one had no. This no. One, no. I've written politely. Song very slow to get going. Yeah. Um. So, uh. Piove Chow Chow Bambina. Oh, yeah. It's raining. Bye bye, baby. I've written Chow Chow Bambina here as well yeah. because I found that quite appalling. Yes. Yep. Ciao. I literally <laughs> wrote Discount Mario, very typical. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. And I've written um, too much like a lot of other stuff. So, yeah, we're all thinking it the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it started almost like classical music at the start. So, again, very old fashioned. And his vocals for me, bit shouty not on quite the quality he had during Volare I know it's Nell Blue de Pinto de Blue but I'm yeah. going to call it Volare for right, that's what we all call it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so Italian it hurts yes just the way he's gesticulating leaning back with his eyes closed well you can tell it's not 2021 when the Italians won everything <laughs> they won the Euro they did they won. They won the Eurovision. They won our Strictly. They won our Bake Off. They won everything. So you know, if you're, you know, you know, it's a big year for. Don't the tell Italian. the right wing parties. No, yeah. and start thinking things. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're already thinking those things. Yeah. A bunch of yes. fascists. I don't think most of them think much anyway. So no, they're too busy having lunch. Mm, lunch. Right. Shall we move on to Monaco, boys? Sure. Speaking of. The, the other one at the bottom of the barrel for me. Um, I had them. My notes here are. The, well, the one thing I will give credit for this is at least it sounded a bit different. It sounded more big band. It sounded more Sinatra. It sounded more of the era. Yeah. But I, but thought, I still was just like, God, it's boring. Yeah. I, my, just, I've got him 10th out of the 11th, this chap. I also have him 10th out of 11. Yeah. And I'm guessing Chris has him first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, really, Chris. Honestly, there's so much to enjoy about this. I mean, this guy is an absolute shagger for a start. I just want to put that out there. This guy fucks. You've, just I mean, put, it, you've put us into explicit territory again, Christopher. <laughs> Technically, right. I started it, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, there's some skills. Like He finds that note perfectly at the start with only percussion to guide him into that note. Mm-hmm. That skills. Yeah. And this sounds like sexy 50s party music from a location like the Hollywood Hills. Like when it was like sort of 90s, 50s sort of retro futuristic buildings as egg-shaped seats looking over the ho- the Hollywood Hills. I think you've gone far too far and you, you, you've gone too deep into this, Chris. I've just written manically fast samba, you know, channeling Rio. Pretty crap, but mercifully short. <laughs> Pretty crap, but mercifully short. Yeah. I've had boyfriends like that. <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> haven't we all, love? Haven't we all, yes? 
Although uh, I'm only I'm only five foot one, so even the one that was mercifully <laughs> short was, you know, quite. I also love how he just at the end of that song, he is just straight off the stage like he's got a train to catch. Yeah. I will give him credit. The last note was solid, but the entire song leading up to it is just like, well, I'm not putting myself through that again unless I have to. No, quite. So. Am I, I the only person who found that sexy? I think so. Yes. yes. In yeah. the entire of Europe, possibly the world. Yeah, possibly, the only yeah. person I thought was moderately sexy in this entire competition was the yodel guy. <laughs> okay, and that's only in. before he started singing. Yeah. So. Um, well, I've written, it sounds like the theme tune from an early 60s film set in the south of France. You know, that kind of one where they're all driving around, you know, whatever. So you're saying it was before it's time. Oh, no, probably. No, I, I, that, that, would, that would imply that that was something positive. I didn't really want to. No, no, no. Sorry, Matthew. No, no. It's a no. So, yes. Well, I'm glad we have opinions on that one because I had a feeling that was the way this was going based off <laughs> yeah. of Chris's shocked expression. Yes. I can't believe you didn't that. love that. No. I did not love that. No. It sounded modern. For, no. For this. No, it didn't. No. No, it no. sounded. Yeah. Sorry. Your your opinions are valid. All of your wrong opinions are valid. No, yeah. But that's. But we're going to gang up on you here. I'm sorry. It, you know. But yes. good for you. I hope it brought you joy. Moving on. Yes, moving on yes. to the Netherlands now. So the Netherlands, Teddy Shilton with Inbita, um, a little wanted, bit. Yeah, she was beautiful. Yeah, she, she reminded was... me of like an Audrey Hepburn style. Very glamour, yeah. very pretty, yeah. very written, sweet. Yeah, I've written she's adorbs because I'm adorbs. modern. I'm modern and down with the kids and use words like that. So yeah, yes, yeah, cutesy, flirtatious, charming, but not sick making. So yes, I've got quite a lot of um, and a quick step. You see, I'm I'm writing them all down as as they're as they're strictly um as they're ballroom dances. So yeah, um, yeah. So, it, was, yeah. it was a cute cutesy song. It was fine. Yeah, delightful. Yes. Yeah. Chris, what's your opinion? I didn't love it. I put it ninth. <laughs> oh boy! Me, this was firmly in loo break territory. I'm don't, don't need don't need a loo break. Just for, just want to say you don't need a loo break in a Eurovision this short. No, but you still needed one. Oh, it's first for me. I I agreed with the um with the, with the general. Yeah, you know, I had a third. Yeah. I do like the you know the content of the song lyrically, where she's telling her over-eager admirer that she'll be faithful a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a, not not yeah. entirely faithful, but, you know, mostly. And, of course, for me, it was very familiar because, you know, back in before you two were born, I bought myself a lovely cassette of all the winners of Eurovision. Um, yeah. And, you know, this was the first time I'd ever heard, um, you know, the ones from the, the 50s and the early 60s. And But, of course, I, they became very familiar to me. So as soon as she started singing it, I went, ah, ah the winner. Yeah. So... Yeah, I just wrote it was. I thought she was cute. She had a puffball skirt on, which was very, um, you know, cute. Sorry, Chris, we're we're, we're disagreeing with you on everything today, aren't we? I'm I used just, to it on this podcast. Me yeah. and me and Kim used to always disagree with each other. Yeah. So it's just what I'm used to. Yeah. And now she's dead. No. Yeah. <laughs> Kim is very much alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's dead to us, you know. So. Um. So yeah, for that song, I enjoyed the instrumental bit from the orchestra when it like, especially when it changed pace for a moment. Yes, yep. and then it went back to something quite repetitive. So, <laughs> uh, 
I feel like it's funny to look for is musical interestingness. Is that a word? Yes. <laughs> yes, I think so. Yeah. For me, like, I only have, like, a vague notion of, like, nightlife before the 60s or 50s. Like, oh, none of us were there. So my only point of reference from this is the Muppets, the great Muppet caper scene where they have that big dinner club. And I'm just like, this is this is probably what they were jamming out to. Because yeah. I, I I don't know what people did. Well, I assume did stay home and play canasta. Well, yeah, and then my, it's my would have been my mum and dad and my parents in law's kind of courting era, and they they used to go out and do ballroom dancing. They they'd go to a, a dance club and and do the waltz and do the quick step and do the samba and all that malarkey. So that's that's what they did. So yes, it went from a quick step to a to a, a waltz in the in the um the instrumental bit. And then, yeah, and lots of brass, which I quite liked. Yeah. I'm always a big fan of brass. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's really great having the orchestra there. It yeah. really does add this whole level of sophistication that Absolutely. I completely lack as a human. Yeah. Yeah. I am like, I am abrasive <laughs> in many ways. I come up to culture things and I'm just like, no. But like you- that cat knocking stuff off the shelf. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> But but you know, Matthew, you look so lovely in your in your black tie. So how can you say you're not sophisticated? Well, not standing up. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. It's one of those. Yeah. Okay. Shall we move on to Germany? The yes. Cute, yes. Cutie so, twins. Alice and Ellen Kessler with. Yeah. I'm going to try this. Heute Abend wollen wir tanzen gehen. Yes, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Yes, I can almost speak German. Yes. I understand it better than I speak it. And I, I can't. Did, All right. <laughs> I, I did like that I could understand some of the lyrics of this. They're definitely singing about saying hello to boys. Yes. And then dancing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello, boys. They actually said it, but I said, but this is not a Wonderbra advert. You're, prob- <laughs> you're probably too young to even remember the Wonderbra adverts where they had hello, boys. Oh. Definitely too young, but I'm also aware of that advert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a fun fact about this one. Oh, go on. This is the first sister slash sibling act in Eurovision Ooh. ever. Cool. I went through a big thing in one of my rants where I was just like, I'm going to find out every band in Eurovision. And then this, yeah, this was the first sibling act that ever Ooh. came up. Nice. I, thought that, I thought they were glamorous as anything. I mean, the commentator, did you have the French commentary? Who was Whistle. quite kind of, and he whistles, didn't he, when he saw them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a wolf whistle. Randy and, Bugger. Know. I mean, those sisters were clearly Randy as well. Yes, exactly. So like saying hello to all the boys. Yes. And I would love to have seen the dresses in colour because I thought they looked gorgeous. So, mm-hmm. yeah. They were, it was very white Christmas, wasn't it? Yes, like the, it just sounded like it stepped right out of Rosemary Clooney and Rosemary yeah. Clooney, as we like to say yeah. in that Greece way. You know, at the end <laughs> where the um, where the uh, headmistress is talking to the the leavers and saying, "Who knows? Amongst you, there may be a future Rosemary Clooney." I suggest you watch that scene again because you can't say her name without saying it like that, like Eve Arden says it. Well, now I have to see it again. I do love that movie. Yeah. I love. I love this. This was my favorite. Wow! I love- it was adorable. Yes. I, they're, they're my number one. They're I my, enjoyed they're it. They're my number three. So we're, we're we're quite close, aren't we? Yeah, like we're my two. first three was. We've passed my first three. Yeah. So mine went here. Germany, Netherlands, and then Denmark. Yeah, mine mine went Netherlands, France, Germany. So yeah, yes. My top three was Monaco, Denmark, 
and then Italy. Well, thank God you didn't put Sweden in. We're, oh, really? we're, we're, there is hope. So for me, you know, um, Germany, I put it seventh. Um, pretty much anything but only things that I really, really didn't enjoy were my number 10 and 11. Everything else, I'm like, that is pleasant and not unlistenable. Yeah. Two, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So I've got no hatred for this song. It was a bit old-fashioned, a bit 1945. Yeah. Yeah. I have a suspicion I know who your bottoms are, but we'll get to that in a second. (laughs) Yeah. Well, talking of number 11, let's move on to Sweden, shall we? So Sweden before they discovered bangers. Yeah. Yeah. I've written here, um, a while before Sweden becomes a force to be reckoned with in Eurovision. Yeah. I've written, and then I've written, yeah, dot, dot, dot. No. So. I wrote beautiful voice, and that's it. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, she, she, she you know of... what? She looks pretty. Good well, I, for her. I thought she was quite stern and gave off those kind of school mom vibes. You know, I I can't remember her to be honest. <laughs> I just assumed she was. They were all pretty enough. Yeah. So for me, it was very middle of the road. So she got a, a middle score and ended up coming sixth for me. That's not out of any, like, I love it or anything like that. It's just, like, I found it inoffensive. Nothing I adored about it. Nothing I really hated. I enjoyed her. Her vocal skills were lovely. A lot of eye acting on that close-up zoom through the entire song. And it was only at the end that, you know, they pulled out so you could see her lovely frock. Was it a lovely frock? I I haven't even made it. I guess it was a lovely frock. I don't know enough about frocks, to be fair. I've I've mentioned (laughs) some of the frocks, but I've not mentioned hers. So I think I was just frightened by her, really. She didn't have the stupid dress, did she? No, I think that was... Okay. Belgium, I think, had a fairly horrid dress. No, Belgium was a fella. Oh, right, he was. So that would be a terrible dress. Yeah, it was a terrible dress. In 1959, (laughs) could you imagine the scandal of it all? (laughs) Yeah, it might now be. Now it's just another day in Eurovision oh, to no, follow no. in a dress. It's Switzerland. I've written horrid dress. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I do wonder if it was like a rule back in 1959, like the, the, the songs have to cut away for the orchestra. Mm-hmm. It's like 30 second instrumental that adds nothing to the song, just kind yeah. of repeats the, uh, mu- the, you know, the melody of the chorus. Well, the thing is, I don't think they had much in the way of choreography to fill that middle eight. So, you know, if they're just going to stand there like lemons, then you may as well cut away to the orchestra, mightn't you? Yeah. I-, I think my annoyance comes from, like, when they do cut to the orchestra, it's literally following the same melody as another part of the song, rather than adding, like, a bridge or a middle eight in the old-fashioned way. You know, where it changes up something. I'm fussy like that. I feel like the worst person, like the worst one that did that was the next was Switzerland because there was that one part in the bridge where it's just like, la, 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 la. I literally wrote, she forgot to write lyrics for this. I forgot. I actually forgotten the lyrics as well. I've written some strange nose humming because she sort of through her nose, which was quite weird. Switzerland who sent Crystal Williams with Ergen Horn. Yeah, that, yeah, that. Thank you. Um, You're never going to be able to unsee that now. You're welcome. Thank you. For me, I I mean, that big note straight out, I was like, ow, my ears. Yes, I've written she doesn't quite hit all the notes, which is very unusual in this era, because one thing they generally were was competent live singers, you know, so. Yeah. And a lot of them had experience doing, like, shows like this before. Yeah. Yeah, Because you have to 
perform for the stage and you were not they were, there was a point they were not on that point no, no. and there was a, there's, a, there's a lovely line that says warum bin ich so allein why am i so alone i felt like saying i could tell you love but you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you might never speak up for that for her these days so like classic trilling voice yeah. yeah. Not I, for me. This was my this was my ninth, I'm afraid. So yeah, this is right down in my bottom three. So no. Yeah, seventh. Not, I put it eighth. So we're all around the same sort of area there. Yeah. Yep. So Austria. Oh, what Austria. in the fresh hell? What in the fresh hell were they thinking? I said I, I, I speak, Matty. I have written here. Most handsome for sure. Cannot dance. I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> what I was telling say? I was telling Chris earlier. He he reminds me of a Muppet, and he yeah. sounds like a Muppet in a vacuum. Yes. So, oh, oh yes, who's the Muppet there with the square jaw who does guy somebody, isn't it? There's a, there's a Muppet called Guy who um who who's got the Muppaphone, I think. He might play the Muppet. I, I'm showing far too much knowledge about the Muppet. Are you thinking about know. like one of the like Doctor Teeth's Electric Mayhem? No, no. He's more of a more of a kind of um, um uh, a lounge a lounge lizard. Guy type. Smiley. That's it, Guy Smiley. That's him. Yes, oh, yeah. Guy Smiley. Yes, I've written here. His performance is fun, although I don't appreciate the yodeling. <laughs> I thought yeah. the yodeling was what made it tolerable. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's different. Everything else is just like pudding, 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 yeah. custard, yeah. pudding. <laughs> yeah, fair See, enough. I love yodeling. I hate it in this song, in the context of this song. I mean, you give me your original song of yodeling. See, yodel it. I was going to say, is it yodel it? <laughs> oh, classic. Absolute banger. And obviously, this is before the time of bangers. Yeah. But no, I don't want yodeling and a calypso on the same plate. No, quite. So think yeah. about your your pudding analogy. That is fish fingers and custard. <laughs> oh dear. Oh yeah. Dear. Thanks. I love it. the reference, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I have it sixth. <laughs> Where have I got Austria? Where have I got Austria? I've got a sixth as well. Matty, oh, you know, nice. I, yes. I'm gonna Chris, is this your eleventh or your tenth? Tenth. I have a sus- I have a sneaking suspicion. Yeah. I know who your eleventh is. A uh, go on. Well, we'll get there in exactly right now. Uh, is it <laughs> is it UK? Of course, it's the UK. How could you be mean about Pearl Carr and Teddy Johnson? They are legends. Now, yes, I'm they are. Just, are you familiar with Monty Python? YouTube? I am aware of Monty Python, yes. Well, if you go to the album, which is live at Drury Lane, they do a sketch called The Communist Quiz, where they have, um, you know, um, Lenin and Stalin and Marx and what have you answering questions about the FA Cup final. And one of the questions is, who came second in the Eurovision Song Contest in 1959? And at one point, Mao Zedong, in his cod... Um, Chinese voice goes, sing a little body. And so I've never, you know, the years before I ever heard this song, I knew that Pearl Carr and Teddy Johnson had sung Sing Little Birdie because the communists told me so. <laughs> so, yes, so do go to Live at Drury Lane and hear the mentioned 
Although Amazing. they do, they they do mistakenly say that they won the Eurovision, of course, and they only came second. So yeah, starting a fine British tradition of coming Absolutely. second in Eurovision. Absolutely, yes. Oh, to reach those giddy heights of second place again! Oh God, he would to, to to get higher than second to last would be good. <laughs> Let's not go too far here. Can't expect miracles. <laughs> uh, we have been nice to Ukraine, so we might get a few points this year. In terms of the UK. I wrote barf, but <laughs> You don't want the little birdies on your fingers. Oh. Yeah. I was just like, what did you pull that out of? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so much to hate about that song. Well, they're, 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 they're fourth for me, darling. They're fourth for me, too. <laughs> Matt, Matty, marry me, darling. We're obviously on the same wavelength here, you know? <sighs> It I was mean, so dumb. It was so dumb. But yeah. it was so shameless in its dumbness that I was just like, I gotta give you points. This is like, this I think is the first, but I haven't seen any Eurovisions before this. This is like the first element of stupid high camp in Eurovision. <laughs> yeah. And I was just yeah. like, I can't be mad at this. No. This is so dumb. This is so dumb. And I'm, the more I watch it, the more I'm just like, this is just getting dumber. Um, it's just, and they are committed and yeah. they are having fun. And they yeah. are just stupid as fuck, and it's just ridiculous, and, and they were I love it. They were a real married couple who stayed married for 63 years and both lived until they were 98, and have only, hmm. they've only both just died in the last three years. Hmm. So, you know, that's, that's why I say they are legends, you know, Phil Carr <laughs> and Teddy Johnson, so they, they you know, yeah. Now, they, f- from this song, I got huge... Rattling bog vibes. Now, um, when I was speaking to Ra- uh, Matty before, uh, I, I don't know how niche a reference this is, but it's like one of those sort of campfire songs that goes, Oh, oh the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley. Oh, 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 the rattling bog, the bog down in the valley. In that bog, there was a tree, a rare tree, a rattling tree, a tree in the bog, and a bog down in the valley. Oh, and then they keep adding things onto it. Now, I know we didn't do that, but there was a line where they sort of mentioned a thing on a thing in a thing. Yeah. And it made me think of that. Um, yeah, a bird on a branch and a branch on a tree and a, yeah. something rather, yeah, yeah. And that is one of the lines in the, um, in a rattling bog. Bird on a branch and a branch, uh, bird on a branch and a branch and a tree and a tree and a tree and whatever. So it made me think of that. I didn't um, like the whistling very much. Oh, I hate whistling. If I hear someone in a supermarket whistling, I will just say, God, I hate whistling really loud so they hear me, even if we're in a different aisle to me. Especially if it's just tuneless, mindless whistling. As opposed to the opening of um, um, the famous, oh, what's, what is it? Wind of Change by the Scorpions. Oh, I'm okay with musical whistling. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Um, I, but, I mean, who calls a bird a birdie outside of songs? Nobody. No, no. And, other well, than children. Uh, yeah. Children or and politicians. Songs. Yeah. And then I have... One final last gripe about it. They sing about bluebirds flying over when they get married. They're British. Bluebirds are native to America. They don't migrate to the UK. Exactly. They stay so in North America. They were never. Good if they're carrying a coconut. Yeah, exactly. Um, was that? And what land speed would they be going there? You know, <laughs> going back to. But so that's why there were never bluebirds over the White Cliffs of Dover. I live quite close to the White Cliffs of Dover. We get seagulls there. Basically, trying to nick your sandwiches if you if you have a, a picnic in the White Cliffs of Dover. So. I actually have a good friend who lives in Dover, so if I'm ever over there, 
Oh yeah, I mean that's literally um fifteen miles away from me. Great. So we're all going round to yours. Yeah, exactly. Well, I am practically in France, darling. So you know. Um. So then we make it to our final song. Um, Belgian chap with a big mouth. Yeah. I've written, he looks like an estate agent who has been press-ganged in at the last minute. Yeah, I, I I really couldn't formulate an opinion of this. I've watched it four times. Yeah. It's, I mean, what is a black and white version of beige? You know, since yeah. it was... <laughs> it's off beige. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you Just... not find those background pictures a little bit off-putting in the whole black and white scenario? Sometimes I found them quite difficult to you know to concentrate on the singer because the backgrounds were so complicated and i, I, I enjoyed them like it, it helped me like learn like where where not this was from when i didn't understand the french yeah i was like ah windmills yeah we're in netherlands here yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. oh the sacre coeur we're in france yes exactly i mean if it was eurovision today obviously it has to be the eiffel tower yeah because you, you know you don't know it's france if there's no eiffel tower no quite well, that's just bad outfits. Yeah, he can sing, I've written here. So, what can you say? Where were they? Where did they come for me? Oh, yeah. Th- um, oh, no, about halfway. I think he came seventh, Belgium, for me. Yeah, eighth here. Yeah. Now, again, this is just a fluke because I, I have no opinions on it. It ended up just with a sort of score I gave because I couldn't formulate an opinion. Ended up coming fifth, and I don't feel that's actually... If I was ranking them in order of how much I enjoyed them, rather than my weird abstract scoring method, yeah, I feel it's like an outlier, and I'm gonna say I I didn't score it. I'm gonna say I didn't score it because I couldn't generate enough of an opinion about this. Yeah, I'm gonna redact my placing, <laughs> and nobody came fifth. <laughs> nobody. Okay. Right. Well, yes, yeah, I think, that's fair. I, th- I think I think we're all agreed that we don't. It's it's not one that that, that really fired our kind of, in, you know, our, our opinions about anything really. I wrote nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> My notes are blank. Oh. I just felt like at this point it had just been like, you know how you can like shave a pencil, yeah. and then over time that pencil just becomes smaller and smaller and less and less. But I had no pencil left at this point. Oh. I was just like. I have, it's all the same. I found the ones I liked. I found the ones I didn't like. Yeah. And this song just came in and being like, I am also here. <laughs> it's like, cool. Good job. It, it really was a case of Belgium was there. Yeah. I didn't like, I, between him, Monaco and Italy, I'm just like, I feel like all of you are exchangeable. Yeah. The only ones who seemed to stand out were the ones that ended up kind of coming in place. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, I've written here that I thought that Germany was probably still suffering from a little bit of post-war antipathy because I thought <laughs> the girls were very lovely and yet they came kind of, you know, quite a long way down. And I thought, yeah, probably, you know, because it is only 15, well, 14 years after the end of the Second World War and it's probably still a bit tricky to be German at that point. So, you know, I felt that they were underscored. I hadn't underscored. even considered that. Yeah. How weird is that? I did, yeah. didn't even clue into that at all. Yeah, but it's not very long after, you know. I just think they were they were still a bit on a back foot there, really, because I thought they were adorable, the good the German girls, and yet they didn't get many scores. Yeah, it'd be like if Russia was there this year. Well, quite, and yeah, they're not going to be there this year, are they? Funnily, nope. And that's the thing that's gonna if anything's gonna put Putin off doing this, it'll be the fact that he's been banned from the Eurovision. I'm sure. 
That'll yeah. teach him. Because, you know, the gays love him. Yeah. Oh, yes, he's very popular, isn't he? You know, yeah. I, I know many people who would want to do terrible things to him. Yeah. Well, but I don't I, mean that in a good way. So we've we've really summed up 1959ers. Hmm. Yeah. We? Yeah. <laughs> very, it happened. Yeah. I'm super happy I watched it. I'm super happy I got to talk about it. Yeah. I'm super happy I don't have to talk about it again. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, as I've had, I've really enjoyed covering the 1957 and 1958 contests. They really had something about them. And I think it was that like it was fresh and it was modern at the time and it was new and it was a bit of excitement. This feels like a year where everyone's like, oh, right, so we send an okay song. That's a bit average. Okay, then. Yeah. There was a an element of sending not your best but competent songs. Yeah. And obviously, eventually down the line, it didn't take long for that to change. In the 1960s, we started getting classic, iconic songs. I think it was a bit of a slump after the yeah. two years prior to that. Um, I do enjoy, I mean, usually when we do the more modern contests, there's a lot to say about the votes, over your points, scores, awarding. Absolutely no fucking about here. They finish the last song from Belgium and our host, she's immediately on our big pointy stick. Tapping it against that scoreboard. She is not afraid to use her big pointy stick. Yes, it was interesting that her English wasn't really up to the task because there's one thing in the early days you had to be, and that was quite good at French and English because you had to do everything in, you were supposed to do everything in both languages, and most of them did. She really wasn't up to it in English, you know. And, and in fact, even the, the French um, commentator kept getting very, um, um, he was annoyed with her, wasn't he? He was. An, um? Yeah. Lot of confusion there. Uh, and Matty, you pointed out something you noticed about the scoreboards earlier. There was a hundred slot. Why was there a hundred slot? <laughs> it's physically, like, it's ridiculous. It's theoretically possible for one of them to hit a hundred. It ain't going higher than that. Literally, if one country, I guess they were hoping to use that big board every year after. And maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But I'm still just like, this is... This is silly. I did like the idea of them having 10 points and could allocate it how they wanted to. I thought that was an interesting system, which I'm sure was in the earlier ones as well, which I just obviously haven't seen yet. But yeah, I was just like, okay, that's cool. I like that. I'd like to be the little person on the the stepladder behind, you know, desperately turning them all. (laughs) One thing that did change about this one was a previous um, few Eurovisions, the panel of judges was made up of musical experts. This was the first time it was made up of normals. So no songwriters, singers, performers, musicians. It was all just everyday people. Oh, right. I do have a a question with this one. Yes. Because UK comes in second, they're the first duet. Are they the first duet to end that high? Possibly. what, What about the snogging duet? Where did they come? Um, nine fifty-seven. Let's have a quick look. The snogging duet. Oh dear, what a what a thing to Bertie be remembered Wilker for. Wilker and some guy in a sailor hat. Yeah. Um, they came. They came third. Ah, so, mm. yeah. yes. So Bertie Wilker and, and Gustav Winkler. And I bet they weren't really married for sixty-three years either. <laughs> So, yeah, that is our first couple to come in second. Ooh. Well, Matty knows stuff that we don't, obviously. 
only because I became obsessed and did way too much research on stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> and then, for the first and only time in Eurovision history, we got a reprisal performance of the top three songs. And he obviously went, yeah, let's not do that again. That was a waste of everybody's time. Yeah. Yeah. Wee, 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 wee. What is the point of having the songs that didn't win perform again? Quite. There's only one prize at Eurovision, the winning song. Well, I suppose it's because there wasn't much else going on, really. Time filling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back in the day where they had to pad the show. Yeah. They don't have to do <laughs> that now, do they? Yeah, they still do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the flag ceremony. The hilarious skits. Oh, so yeah. much we love about yours yes. in the modern era. Yes, quite. There was that one skit that almost made me laugh. That was <laughs> something. So, Chris, are you going to tell us what we're doing next? Yes. So, next time, we will be going to Istanbul for Eurovision Song Contest 2004. Oh, a more ooh. modern one. Yeah, we've still got lots of the 60s and 70s to do. We, yeah, yeah. They will be coming up in yeah. the coming episodes. 2004, yeah. Istanbul. Quite, yes. Been there, so, done that. Wild Dances year? Yes. Ah. Aha. Okay. So, yes, to, to remind us of one of Ukraine's high spots, which they're not going through at the moment. Exactly. That's the reason I chose this year. Yeah. Because... Ukraine is a country that consistently just aces it at Eurovision. So good at it. They send bangers after bangers. Well, perhaps... I have to say, Ukraine is... This is the first time I've watched, like, a qualifying round or whatever. Like, all the individual festivals. National final season. Yeah, Ukraine was my first one. I still, like, half the songs were just... Ugh, they're so good. There's the drama after, which was just better, and now everything is happening, which is not, and should we talk about that briefly? (laughs) It'll be like Bosnia-Herzegovina in in 1994 and things, you know, 93, wasn't it? Yeah. I I hope they can make it, but it'll be fully understandable if they can't. Yeah. Oh, I think they will. I think think they'll get them out, whatever happens, because it'll be a matter of... If they have to go via National Poland, Pride. yeah. If they have to go via Poland, they will, I think, to get them across. Because I, I know that Kalush Orchestra are currently fighting against the uh, Russian invasion. Uh, they've, yeah. you know, as all men aged eighteen to sixty yeah. in Ukraine at the moment have to. Yeah. So, many of our favourite Eurovision stars will be fighting against the Russians at the moment. Yeah, and I just hope that. We get the result that we all want that. Yeah. Russia piss off. Yeah. It's not really Russia though, is it? It is Putin, Putin. and his chums, you know. Yeah. I should imagine the average Russian's got you know, is a a lot of Russians that, that I've seen um interviewed on the telly have said sort of, Well, you know, I've got friends and family in Ukraine. They're not you know, they're not terribly foreign to the Russians, are they? They're right next door and, and lots of people know people there. It's just a strange thing to do. Yeah, yeah. There, there does seem to be not much of an appetite for this war in Russia amongst yeah. majority of people, I, think, yeah. I would say there. Yes. Just... Well, the curse of globalization is now you can't get away with this kind of stuff the way that people used to. Because propaganda doesn't hold water unless you are unless you live in the States and you are fed by Fox <laughs> News. And, yeah. You know, 
unless you have like a beast war machine like that constantly serving you misinformation and then you're just perpetuating in echo chambers which happens everywhere of course but like it's harder to maintain that with the majority of people because the majority of people can start to see through that very quickly so i was just like as someone who obviously is not as impacted or connected to ukraine right now Mm -hmm. i still feel it and i still hate it and Mm. fuck putin yeah yeah a strange strange man that's definitely the um, official line of think about Eurovision is fuck Putin and wo- Russian warship go fuck yourself. Oh, exactly. I think th- those 12 guys who just you, were, were um, defending that little island and said Russian warship go fuck yourself. And oh, yeah, that was the end of them. Yes. So next time we will be discussing Eurovision Song Contest 2004 and celebrating a Ukrainian banger. Yeah. So, until next time. Bye. Bye.